On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I have the absolute pleasure of talking with a good friend of mine, Alex Pulsford, all the way from Australia. I wish I remembered uh, which city, but down in Australia, we are going to be talking all about how he has implemented a VIP group to increase loyalty and as well has done gated launches now a few times. And we're going to talk about the types of results that he's seen from that and the impact that that has on his business. You guys are not going to want to miss this episode today. Today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand is brought to you by Mindful Marketing. At Mindful Marketing, they use ads to get you off using ads. Most e-commerce brands rely heavily on Facebook, Google, Snapchat, Twitter, and all the other paid platforms for the majority of their revenue. At Mindful Marketing, they use paid ads to help you build a community of loyal and repeat customers that will exist long after Facebook and Google do. In fact, Mindful Marketing wants to offer you a free e-commerce growth plan that they normally charge $500 for. A recent growth plan customer said, Our ROAS tripled overnight after implementing their tactics. These guys are no joke at Mindful Marketing Co. So go to mindfulmarketing.co slash grow to claim your free e-commerce growth plan today. Now on to today's episode. Hey guys, Jordan West back with another episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. I am so happy to have my good friend, Alex Pulsford, uh, all the way from Australia here. Alex, welcome to Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Thanks for having me, Jordan. Absolutely. This is wonderful. So Alex is actually uh, a part of the mastermind that I've been running for about the last year and a half. And uh, and it's just been really fun to uh, to get to know each other. Alex also runs a children's brand, Cheeky Chickadee. Alex, do you want to tell us a little bit about who you are and what you guys do? Yeah, sure thing, Jordan. So uh, Cheeky Chickadee, as you said, we're an Australian children's wear brand and we're known for our brightly colored uh, animal prints. What we do as a brand that sets us apart is that the prints that we feature are actually hand-painted and um, hand-painted by my wife, Connie, who actually founded the brand about eight years ago, just after the birth of our first daughter. And uh, Connie started Chicka 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 Day by hand-painting and hand-sewing and hand-cutting all of the pieces that we, that we sold at markets. She started on her own, and then over the past eight years, um, the brand continued to grow. Uh, our family continued to grow. We now have five kids, and the two of us run the business together. I did not know you have five kids, Alex. Yeah, yeah, so five kids under eight. You just you don't look like a guy who has five kids. Depends on <laughs> depends on the, the, the time of day that you catch me. But yeah, so for us, it's uh, we've got a young and busy family, but Chicka Chicka Day is something that... Uh, Connie, when Connie started selling online, it really increased the audience of people that were interested in the brand. And uh, as more and more customers discovered Chicka Chicka Day, it created this really great engaged community that were really interested in the designs that Connie was creating and the products that we were releasing. And that then really helped the brand scale a lot once we started to put some, some advertising around it over the last few years. And so that's where we are now as a now as a business is um, we've had great success with um, putting in place a lot of the things that, that you talk about here on the podcast. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. And we first got connected because of the podcast. It's really cool. Like, you know, when, when we first started Secrets to Scaling, like, honestly, it was just a way for us to connect with other brand owners. That was the biggest thing, right? It's like, hey, let's get together with other brand owners. Let's talk about their stories. Let's see if maybe we can find some sort of gold in their story that's going to help. Maybe it's some kind of tactic or strategy, or maybe it's just empathy, right? And it's so awesome to see all of the other effects of this podcast, like you and I getting connected and finally having this conversation. Mm-hmm. So, 
honestly, it, it warmed my heart so much when you told me about the results from your gated launch, because I've been talking about this, I've been talking about VIP groups and gated launches since the beginning. And it's really, really cool to hear that. So I'd love to hear what your experience was like sort of before and after and how you implemented it. And could, could you just walk the audience through that so they can actually see real world examples that aren't Jordan's examples? Yeah, sure thing. So um, over the past few years, we've kind of, the, the kind of best comparison point is summer launches. So um, when we release the designs that Connie creates, they're released in a, a limited edition collection. So um, once they're sold out, we don't replace them. So it creates a lot of urgency around customers making sure they grab those pieces before they've sold out. So our approach to gated launches and trying to find ways to give those VIP customers earlier access to collections was really driven by a lot of customer feedback saying that they were they were sick of missing out on pieces when we did launches. And what we tried to do then was kind of develop our marketing strategy and our launch strategy so that we were rewarding those customers that um, had really supported us the most over the years. And if I look at, from a numbers point of view, if I look at the first summer launch um, that we did a, a few years ago after I started working with Connie that first launch of the season I think probably did around about $40,000 uh, which we were absolutely over the moon with when it, when it launched yeah. you were probably pumped. We were absolutely amazing yeah yeah particularly yeah. in the sort of the cash crunch that you get leading up to a launch and for us to see that was just amazing we thought great we're really on to we've really got a got a brand here that people are, are clearly loving and engaging with and then if I go then 12 months down the track to when we first implemented a gated launch after hearing about it here on the podcast I thought, what a great idea. We designed our gated launches in a way that we actually linked it with a loyalty program that we launched last year as well. So we set up a, a loyalty program that actually um, broke our customers into three tiers. So we had our our most loyal customers, the ones who bought from us the most over recent years, and we put them into a category. It's our cheeky flock is the loyalty program. And um, we have our um, cheeky family, they're the, the top tier of the, of the VIP program. We have our cheeky villagers, uh, the next year and then Chicka Chicka is what everyone will become when they sort of first join the program and um, how we designed the gated launch was that we uh, set a launch time of, uh, of 8 p.m in the evening which is our typical sort of most uh, engaged time here in Australia yeah same over here yeah and, and it's just a time when there's a lot of engaged people on their devices and what we started to do was provide cheeky family with access three hours before everyone else our cheeky villagers access two hours before everyone else the chickadees an hour and then we make a public launch and when we first did the, the gated launch last year uh, we saw that achieve a, a launch night of a hundred thousand dollars sort of just tipped, just tipped over a hundred thousand i thought it just we were so happy with the the growth that we were seeing year on year and the engagement with the launches yeah. um, and then when we added the vip group which is something that we started this year around around about four months ago something we're just working at how best to do it and how we wanted to, to try and get engagement with it. Our most recent summer launch saw us tip over $200,000 um, for that first, um, in, in that first launch, a 24 hour period, which was just uh, completely blew us away, exceeded all expectations. And wow. so for, for us, it was a great culmination of seeing a whole lot of different components of our customer engagement strategy coming into place. And yeah, that's, so that's probably a, a bit of a, a story as to how those gated launches have evolved uh, over time. Absolutely. So it's interesting because, you know, you did 40,000 in, in a, you know, a previous launch. Has your business gone up 5x at the same rate as that? Or are those launches really like because of your VIP program, are those launches really exceeding those expectations that comparatively to year over year 
growth. Yeah, they're, they're exceeding expectations compared to year over year growth. So if you look at our um, if you look at our growth in the past few years, we've probably grown around about sort of 100% uh, in that from that sort of three years ago, um, then 80%, then 60% to now. So to be exceeding our launch performance at the level that we did and then seeing that recurringly throughout a season. So we'll do multiple drops throughout a season, some, somewhere between sort of two to four per season, depending on depending on engagement styles, prints, and stock levels. But so it's completely uh, exceeded yep. our year-on-year growth rate. Awesome, awesome. That is so great to hear. Some other interesting things, and I'm not sure if you're tracking this right now, Alex, but something else that I, I think that our listeners should be aware of as well with VIP groups, something that we've noticed, and we've, again, this is a correlation, right? And uh, I, I've got some good friends who are doctors, and they always let me know that correlation does not equal causation, right? But it's an interesting correlation between these two metrics that the more engaged members within a VIP group leads to higher customer lifetime value as you go along. Is that something that you've tracked or that you've seen so far? Oh, definitely. Yeah. So when we first launched our VIP group, it was all of our most engaged brand supporters that got involved in the group. And uh, and we've seen that number grow over time, but certainly that everyone that is getting involved in the VIP group, definitely uh, you could sort of track it and correlate across the fact that there is uh, increased um, spend and lifetime value with us as a with us as a brand. I think what was probably, and I think some of the, there's a number of things that probably influence it. But if you kind of go from pre Facebook VIP group, the way that we would communicate with our customers as a brand was really just through Connie, who's the founder of Chicka Chicka and, and creates all of those designs that we have. It was her talking kind of one way through Instagram and um, seeing that filter across to just our Facebook page and posting to people. It was very much a one way conversation and followers could comment, but not really with each other. And so then once we set up the, the VIP group, what was most interesting to see was that those super fans of Chicka Chicka start to engage with each other and build connections with each other um, with the brand at the center of it and, and seeing that yeah. Happen, yeah, yeah, yeah. and seeing that happen was just just amazing because you kind of you kind of get the sense that there's a lot of people out there that, that are really passionate about the brand but then when you connect them I think it really takes up another level for, for them as well what we what we saw in that most recent launch that we did which is first gate launch we did with a Facebook VIP group in place was customers were sharing their carts they were sharing their orders and I think in so doing mm, it, in so yeah. doing it builds a whole lot of trust with the brand because people that might have been purchasing maybe two to three items from us and thinking that um, that's a good amount of pieces to, to purchase from Chicka Chicka Day or ones that they're familiar with, we're seeing people posting carts that were maybe $800 to $1,000 in order value. And I think that was then so reassuring for people to see that, oh, wow, there's people out there that love this brand even more than I do and have even more trust in it. And, uh, and so we were seeing the purchase free frequency on launch night, not just being one purchase per um, customer. A lot of times those um, most engaged customers were going back in there and purchasing two or three times to make sure that they didn't miss out on any pieces, but also because they were seeing other people's carts and thinking how great they looked and that they wanted those pieces too. And that's something that we've never seen before. Absolutely. I love that idea with with the VIP groups where people um, kind of egg each other on a little bit, right? Where it's like, oh yeah, like this is what I bought. And, and then other people are like, oh yeah, well yeah. look at my cart, right? And and they're able to 
to talk to each other through the group. Are there any negatives that you're seeing at all having a VIP? No, I think it's really, uh, it's important to make sure that it doesn't just become a, a customer service channel. I think it's, I think it's yes, probably the most- absolutely. The, that is huge, It's Alex. probably the, um, we have a, an amazing um, customer experience manager, Mel, who who manages um, our Facebook group. And she set up a number of a number of alerts to make sure that it doesn't go down the path of becoming a customer service channel. We've got amazing customer experience we provide through gorgeous across all the other channels, but we want that VIP group to be all about all things positive, um, chicka chicka day, people sharing pictures of their kids in, in chicka chicka day pieces, they're matching with their kids. And so that's what we make sure that the group stays about. And, and Mel puts a lot of a lot of focus on making sure there's a lot of engaging content in there. Uh, and we see people um, would then just proactively create their own content. And I think that um, mm. I'd say that the, the customer service channel is probably the only the only negative right. And then, um, it, but otherwise it's just, it's all been really positive prompts great discussion between customers and prompts a, a much stronger relationship with the brand itself, I think, and, and creates a two-way conversation rather than one way. I think th- th- one of the things that's particularly pertinent, given everything that's going with the Facebook algorithm, is that you kind of look at the look at the engagement rate that you get with a, an organic post on Facebook these days or Instagram or Facebook, whichever it may be. Now, sometimes we'll post something, Connie will share a new design that will really light up and we'll get 500 to 1,000 likes hundreds of comments and but those are those are kind of like unicorn posts they're a little hard to little hard to come by normally you might see 10 to yeah. maybe 5 to 20 likes sometimes in some posts yeah, yeah maybe, maybe maybe whereas <laughs> um, on posts that happen in the vip group we might do one post as a business uh, maybe every two or three days and the engagement that we'll get will be 50 it might get be 50 to 100 comments what i wanted to explain as well is is a little bit of how we make this into a but uh, essentially like in marketing you know we talk about tra- different levels of traffic right we talk about levels one they don't know anything about you two they've engaged with your brand a little bit three they have looked at a product on your on your page four they've added to cart and five they've purchased that's as far as most marketers and most brands go like sweet we've moved somebody from level one to level five most people aren't even doing that right they're not changing their messaging up this is the beautiful part the insane part about a vip group and this is why i believe in them so well is these as soon as they join your vip group they are moving from level five to level six right Mm -hmm. and they're starting to get to now yes now you've gone on the first date right you've you've gone on that first date they've made the first purchase right but now you're starting to indoctrinate them into who you actually are right after that and that's level six right and then level seven they start to actually tell their friends and start to advocate for you and level eight is where they're actually sticking up for you right they're not just advocating for you they're now defending you so when there is a customer service complaint that comes into the vip group when that happens those level eight people are sticking up for you and they're like no no i love this brand so much i will not speak ill of them you just go straight to their customer service and we you, we don't even have to do anything because our customers stick up for us and I, i'm i'm wondering are you seeing things like that happening as well alex yeah we see we see exactly the same pattern of behavior in there which is just so invaluable i think and, and certainly that comes when if somebody ever posts something that might be customer experience related people quickly sort of jump on it and say chicka chicka days customer service is second to none just shoot them an email and they'll sort it out for you within moments and so things quickly get shut down like that yeah. uh, anyone that posts something negative you, you can see some really interesting conversations fire up sometimes but i think definitely the um 
the sharing of feedback on there from those engaged fans is just so invaluable. We've had um, photo-based reviews in place for about a year and a half on the site. Um, There's probably around about 6,000 or so reviews that we've collected in that time. And that's all really positive, but still it's kind of sitting on our website. So it only carries so much weight. Um, In the VIP group though, what we see is customers will jump on there soon after a launch once they've received their pieces. They share the excitement of getting their pieces. Um, And then they'll also, they'll share pictures of themselves in for our women's pieces, for example, they'll share p- pictures of themselves in the two pieces and one piece swimsuits that we've got. And you'll see those posts light up a lot of discussion because people will be saying, oh, great, I'm so happy to see that because I was wondering how that would fit. And I was just wondering, yes. I was waiting for people's feedback on it. That looks amazing. I'm going to jump in and buy it now. And so I think it's played a big part in not just that launch night engagement that we had with the gated launch, but on the day since, as people's about a week later, when everyone starts to receive their orders, you see a spike in purchases on the site because people see the pieces in real life on other people. Uh, and I think that has a big impact. Absolutely. Alex, I got to ask you the question I ask everybody. What is your secret to scaling? My secret to scaling, I think, has got to start with finding the right product market fit to start with and, and building a brand that people love. And then from there, it's about finding a way to give voice to the passion that those really engaged supporters have. And uh, and from there, I think you can really scale significantly from that, however small the start point might be. I'm with you, Alex. It just comes down to product. Pro- product market fit, if you don't have that, you're not going to scale because what you're going to have is a t- really low AOV, right? You might be able to sell a lot of products once, but after that, you probably won't, right? And so figuring that out, I think is super, yeah. super important. Alex, you ready for the last uh, three three questions here? Yeah, go for it, Jordan. <laughs> awesome. Favorite tool or app that you're using right now? For us, I would have to say uh, smile.io. Uh, smile underpins our loyalty program. Awesome. So it provides the uh, provides uh, points for points for dollars spent and also provides uh, uh, a lot of additional points and rewards for customers based on things that are really valuable to us. So um, that liking on Facebook, referring a friend, those sorts of things. So it fits in really well with our community focused strategy. Awesome. Love it. Uh, another question for you. Favorite podcast or audiobook that you're listening to right now? Definitely. This one's probably the most recommended to, to friends and family that um, starting businesses in the e-commerce world. And then another one that's another one that's been really valuable has been one called the Digital Marketing Podcast. I don't know if you've heard of that one by a guy called, I think it's Tim Cameron Kitchen. Um, Exposure Ninja is the agency that they run. They just do a great job of doing some deep dives into um, various companies' marketing strategies and unpicking them. And a lot from there comes a lot of... Uh, Useful tactical um, tips. Awesome. We'll make sure to put that in the show notes and I want to check that one out as well. Last question for you, Alex. If you could sit down with anybody for an hour and you could have a snack with them, you could have some coffee, tea, beer, wine, who would it be? Uh, I think I'd love to have a a sit down with uh, Yvonne Chouinard from uh, Patagonia. I think for, uh, yeah, I think he'd have to be the the one that I'd love to, to have a sit down with an hour for. Uh, that's a that's a great answer. We we actually just did a, our one of our last group reads at Keep Nature Wild was reading uh, his book Let My People Surf and just what a great story uh, that Patagonia has. So I, I'm with you. I think I would I, he'd be on my uh, top list as well. Yeah, I found that one a great found that one a great read too. And I think his uh, his approach to his approach to life and having a really holistic approach to business I think is uh, is something that is uh, would, would be a make it a really interesting sixty minute chat. 
Oh, absolutely. Alex, thank you so much for coming on. This was awesome. It was such an easy conversation to have with you. <laughs> Where can people find out more about you and more about Cheeky Chickadee? Uh, I'd say uh, jump on uh, Instagram at Cheeky Chickadee Store. And uh, that's probably the best way to follow along the brand. And we all have to, as a family business, uh, we jump into all the uh, all the photo shoots as well together. So probably the best place to connect with us and our community, of course, at the VIP group, which is the Cheeky Chickadee VIP. Awesome. Well, thanks. Thanks again, Alex. Thanks, Jordan. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.